0: The First United Methodist Church is a church of open hearts, open minds, and open doors, seeking to help everyone come to know Jesus Christ, both in Altamont and around the world. Our worship services are at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and all are welcome in person after the COVID crisis, but now online at our YouTube channel, Altamont First UMC. You can also find the link on Facebook at our Facebook page, First United Methodist Church Altamont. We will begin worship shortly. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's the birthday of the church. It is Pentecost Sunday, that day when the Holy Spirit came down upon the disciples. And it is what we call the birthday of the church. From thenceforth, the apostles went out sharing the good news and bringing more and more into the fold to know about Jesus. And so we are here because of that action we are here to celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit this morning as we come together to worship I invite you now to take this time to prepare your hearts as we bring in the light reminding us of God's presence with us in this time and in this space This is the story of the coming of the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Will you please stand in body or spirit and join with me in singing Sweet, Sweet Spirit.
1: There's a sweet
0: with your fiery presence. Let your
1: flame burn within us,
0: stirring us to action. Come, Holy Spirit, energize our lives to work for God. Let your wind of hope swirl around us, lifting and moving us from complacency. Come, Holy Spirit, pour your blessing on us. Amen. Let us continue singing. seated. Almighty God, your Holy Spirit came to Jesus' disciples, hidden in an upper room in Jerusalem. A violent wind and tongues of fire were the symbols of a new thing happening in their lives. May your Holy Spirit burst upon us today, burst into our lives today, encouraging and inspiring us, to proclaim boldly the good news of Jesus Christ, who offers healing and hope to all people. Amen. It is a busy time of year for families with children who are growing up and moving on, so this morning we wanted to take a moment to acknowledge our young people who are graduating high school and moving on into high school. So Kendall, I invite you up, and Vance, would you mind coming up? I got a gift for you. <laughs> Vance, you are moving into high school, correct? Are you looking forward to it? No, okay. Well, I pray that it will be better for you than you think it will be. Kendall, do you wanna come up and share with everybody what you're gonna be doing after high school? Is that on? Here, I got her. Come over here and talk to this. I can. Go ahead, just, (laughs) okay. Um, I will be moving to Greenville University and I will be studying secondary history education and I will also be cheering on the Greenville's cheer team. And not that you have to speak for your brother, but does he have plans after high school? Mm? He does. He's going to Lakeland, so Aiden Heiser is another member of our churches graduating from Altamont this year and he's going to be going on to Lakeland. And then Cameron Roberts is graduating from Arcola High School and he's going on to the University of Illinois to study aerospace engineering. He's not here with us this morning because they're doing this very same thing at his home church in Arcola. So I would like to present you all with a gift provided by the United Methodist Women in the Kendall. That's your brothers. If you'd pass that on to him, but I have one for you too. And can I pray for you guys? Lord, we thank you so much for accomplishments. And Lord, we thank you that you have blessed these young people and the young people of our community Um, you've gotten them through this very strange school year and you've placed them so that they can move on to their next step. So whether that is college or high school, Lord, I pray that you will bless them, that it will be a time of growing and learning and loving you more and growing into the adults that you have called them to be. Amen. Thanks, guys. So I'd like to invite the children to gather around your television screens, whatever it is that you're watching at home, and all of us young at heart to pay attention for our uh, children's time. So, um, let's see here. Everybody know what this is? What's this? It's a telephone. Hey, I just got a message on it. Our church is live on Facebook right now. Good to know, good to know. Now, this has a handy feature that I like a lot. Hold on. It's the flashlight, exactly. Now, when I was growing up, we didn't have phones for flashlights, we actually had flashlights. And inside the flashlight, there were batteries. Now, there's a battery in here too, right? Right, now will this ever stop working? Yes, I've got some teenagers up there that know very well that your phone will stop working if you use it all the time because the battery runs out, right? So on an old-fashioned flashlight, if the batteries ran out, what did you do? You got new batteries and put it in. And with your phone, what do you do? you got to plug it in, and you've got to recharge. Well, the Holy Spirit works like that for us, too. The Holy Spirit is this power from God, this energy from God, God's presence with us. But for us to use God's Spirit, we've got to be energized with it. We've got to plug ourselves in and charge our batteries with God's Spirit. Now, how do we do that? Any ideas? Wow, all right. So it's a good thing it's Pentecost and we're talking about this because how do we charge our batteries in the Spirit? Well, we do things like we gather for worship, we sing songs or hymns that give us inspiration, maybe get us a little excited Uh, We read the scriptures and we hear all the wonderful things that Jesus did and the ways that God loves us. But we won't have the Holy Spirit unless we do something to plug into the Holy Spirit. And as we're going to talk about today, once the disciples plugged into the Holy Spirit, well, the world changed. And if you plug into the Holy Spirit too, Those of us who are young at heart and young in age, we can change the world too. Let's pray. Lord, I hope that you will have all of us feel your presence, know your presence with us. Lord, maybe it'll be an excitement. Um, Maybe it will be just being curious about something. But Lord, help us to plug in to you and to your spirit today. Amen. We worship, like I say, with our presence, with our witness, with our singing of songs, with our prayers, and we also worship with our giving. So I invite the ushers to come forward to collect our morning tithes and offerings. And for those of you who are watching at home, you can make an offering to our church either through the website that is there on the screen or by mailing it into the church. Let us continue to worship with our giving. please be seated. As we enter into our time of prayer, um, a good news report for Alvin Oliver, you know, he has been hospitalized, but seems to be improving. And so we are grateful for that. And we will pray that he will continue to improve and be able to come home. Um, we also want to pray for those that we know who are not listed on our prayer concerns. We want to pray for our community. We want to pray for those who are still experiencing the throes of coronavirus in different parts of the world. And of course, those places where there is violence in the world. We are thankful for a ceasefire in Israel and Palestine, and we pray that it will hold. But we know that there are many other places in the world where there is daily violence secular violence, and religious violence. I invite you now into a few moments of personal prayer time. In that upper room, Lord, roughly 2,000 years ago, the the disciples were gathered like we are gathered here today, Lord, worshiping and praying and waiting for a next step. And then, Lord, you came in and you knocked them off of their seats. You brought upon them your Holy Spirit. And so, God, this morning, we pray that you will do the same for us, that you will knock us off of our seats, Lord, with the wind of your Holy Spirit, Don't let us just sit back and rest as though nothing important was happening. Help us to recognize that through your spirit, every moment and every day is an opportunity to share you and to show you to the world. Now is a time for us, Lord, to proclaim and celebrate. As we remember the birth of your church, let us not think of this as just an annual exercise, but instead an opportunity to be rewarmed in our hearts. We remember how John Wesley talked about that experience. He experienced you, Lord, through the reading of Scripture, through the Bible study, and he felt his heart strangely warmed, and he was assured of your presence and your love. Lord, let let us have that same thing today. We want to be people who bear the word that your love for us is eternal, that Jesus Christ, our Savior, proclaimed and taught that love is all that he did and said, that ma- and modeled for us a new way to live. So, Lord, pick us up and send us forward into the world. Help us to remember that you have given to us what we need to be your disciples. We just need to say a resounding yes to you, Thank you for all the wondrous patience and blessings you pour into our lives each and every day. And Lord, we ask that you pour out your Spirit on all Christians who are gathered today or who have already gathered today. Lord, we pray that you will pour out your Holy Spirit on those places where there is darkness so that they might see light. Lord, we pray that you will pour out your Holy Spirit on places that are... are are full of conflict so that they might know your peace. God, pour out your Holy Spirit into our hearts so that we can hear your voice and follow your word. And now we lift our joyous voices together and we pray to you, O God, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done Joy. continue to read the story of that first Pentecost, picking up the story from chapter 2, verse 14 in the book of Acts. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, In those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophecy, and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? Amen. Amen. Good job, Peter. We talked about Peter at length during the, the Lenten season. We talked about all of his foibles, all of his failures. Now we couldn't leave Peter hanging Unless we talked about his great victories. And they began on the day of Pentecost. This is 50 days after Passover, at least 10 days since Jesus ascended into heaven. And the apostles, the disciples, they were still without a plan, still unsure of where to go. And so they had gathered in Jerusalem. Now, at this time, it was the holiday of Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover, a time where they celebrated both the, um, the receiving of the law, the Torah, and it was also the festival of the spring harvest. So Jerusalem was filled with people from all over the Jewish world. So here we are on this morning, and about 120 people are gathered together in this room it might have felt a little warm there just like it feels a little warm here and they were praying and they were worshiping and they were waiting and it was in that moment that the holy spirit showed up the description that is in our scriptures remember that's an earthly human way of trying to understand this amazing thing that came upon the disciples how the wind rushed upon the room even though the winds were not open and they certainly didn't have fans. They saw something coming from above, but they couldn't really describe it. All they knew is that when it fell upon them, they were changed. They were no longer just sitting in a corner. They were filled, filled with something like a fully charged battery and they began to speak, but speak in languages that they didn't know, but the people outside did. And the people outside heard them talking, and I imagine that that in this room of 120 people, they started to spill out onto the streets, and they started to interact with folks on the street, there to celebrate, and they started to tell them about Jesus. But this is very confusing. I speak a little bit of Spanish, but if I suddenly started to speak Swahili, well, I would know that there was something going on. And not only would I be surprised, but also the person who spoke Swahili would be surprised. So it takes Peter to kind of step up to the mic, if you will. Peter, who we remember, was one of Jesus's closest disciples, but who had made mistakes, had betrayed the Lord, had run away from the Lord. Well, this Peter now, filled with the Holy Spirit, gave his first sermon. He stepped up and he started to share with all of these Jews that were gathered around him about how Jesus is the Messiah, about how Jesus came and healed and saved, how Jesus died as the prophets said the Messiah would, but then how God raised him from the dead, how Jesus is our Messiah, and how we need to believe and be saved. It says this in verse 39 to 47. Or, sorry, 41, it says, um, oh, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you, for your children and for all who are far away. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him and he testified with many others, arguments and with many others, wait, sorry, and he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them saying, save yourself from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized and that day about 3,000 persons were added. 3,000 persons. Amazing. Amazing amazing. Could Peter have ever done this on his own? No, because we know what the fumbling do-it-myself Peter is like. He did it, he spoke, he shared, he moved people to repentance with the gift of the Holy Spirit. He had a new energy, a new drive, He had a new understanding of God's call upon his life. He came into his own and he did what Jesus called him to do. He shared the good news. And all around, they were filled. They were saved. They were all recharged batteries. And they were all so excited to share what they knew, what they felt how they were going to live. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. When was the last time you felt filled? When was the last time you felt filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you even think about it? I don't think most of us do. I think even at the base level, so many of us don't feel filled. We lack. Energy, we might not know our direction, we might be scared of the future, we have all of these questions, and so instead of feeling filled up, we feel empty. Well, I'm here to remind all of us or to tell you for the first time that through Christ and our faith in Christ, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit a filling that will show us God's joy and will give us the energy and will give us the strength to share Jesus and to live a life that shows God's love if we plug ourselves in. And how you plug in is up to you. Not up to you, some of it is how you're actually made. How many of you have heard a really good sermon and, and you just wanna like say something in the middle of it? See, yes, yes. See, some of us were brought up in a culture where we could respond and we could be like, yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Amen. Yeah, I can raise my hand. I remember Terry doing that in sermons. Feeling of movement that caused us to respond. That's the Holy Spirit. Now, I know we didn't all grow up in that culture where that was, oh, not okay, but no, no. Okay, let's be honest. If you were a little kid and you raised your hand while you were singing, it's quite possible that your mother told you to put your arm down. I'm going to be honest. The Spirit wants us to dance. The Spirit wants us to respond. However and wherever that is, and if that is in the silence of a worship service, go for it. Amen? See, you've participated. You have given each other energy. You have given each other joy. You have shared with each other the Holy Spirit. I can remember a time that I went and heard a preacher. I was at a conference for those of us who wanted to become ministers or we were thinking about it. And... Um, There was a pastor from Atlanta who came and gave the message. I couldn't tell you much about that message. I can just tell you how I felt when I was hearing that message. He, first of all, and I got to give credit to the black church. He was an African-American pastor, and he knew how to get us going. He got us responding. He'd say, amen. Okay, see, we got to learn this. Ready? Amen? Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Now, I, I got to the point where I was raising my hand, and I was saying things, and I wasn't even sure what the pastor was saying anymore. All I knew is that, man, I felt God's love, and I felt God's call, and I wanted to be a part of a church that shared all of that with the world. I came out of that conference, and, and, and I knew this is what God was calling me to do. Now, not all of us are going to get that opportunity. And we are certainly not all going to have pastors who say amen. Amen. Because we're not all gifted that way. I could try, but it's really not my personality. Well, actually, the older I get and the more comfortable I get in my skin and the more honest I am with myself in how I want to worship, and how I want to praise God, the more comfortable I am with raising my hand when I'm praying, in responding when others are praying. It's a gift to me to be around other pastors when we pray together, and I'm able to respond within that prayer. I'm not saying that's how you're going to plug into the Holy Spirit, but what I am saying is if it is how you might plug into the Holy Spirit, then do it. God is calling you, the Spirit is calling you to respond. So maybe it's through, you know, hearing a really good sermon someplace else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe it's singing a hymn or a praise song or listening to songs on WBGL or Spotify or something like that. Maybe it's through reading the scriptures, but give yourself the opportunity to be filled with the Spirit. It doesn't have to be frenzied. It doesn't have to be raising your hands and, and shouting amen. But when you plug in, God will use you in ways that you hadn't even considered. The Spirit will free you up to do things to do for the kingdom, to do for god the holy spirit wants to set you on fire that's why we have all of this read today the fire of the spirit so where is the spirit calling you what is the spirit setting you on fire for is it service is it ways to reach out is it more bible study is it visiting other people is it starting a ministry what is it? I've had people tell me, oh, I'm just so tired these days. I don't know if I can take on another thing. I get it. I get it. The reason I'm going on spiritual renewal leave is because I'm feeling empty. Although right now I'm feeling very full, I have to tell you. But we need that time and that space to plug in. If we don't take that time, if we don't create that space, if we don't take that leap of faith, then we're not even allowing the Spirit to move in us. By simply saying, I don't think that I can, that is where God says, it's not you that will do it, but it is me through you. It is my Spirit who will work through you. Peter was not a great speaker. Peter made lots of mistakes, yet with the Holy Spirit working through him, 3,000 that day were saved. Lord have mercy. A, that I'd have the opportunity. B, that I would have the courage to do what he did. The courage to stand up. You know, there's going to be a big celebration out in the park today across the street. We're having a a fundraiser for the sesquicentennial. Would you have the courage to go across the street and tell them about our worship service today? Would you have the courage to go across the street and talk to somebody about Jesus today? Would you have that? Would you do that? There's an opportunity, but will we take it? The Spirit puts those opportunities in front of us all the time. It's like the iPhone, the Spirit's like, here's your charger, plug in. It's up to us. Now know that when we plug into the Holy Spirit, it doesn't make the whole world better. It doesn't make life easier. If you look at the rest of Peter's life, it was difficult. He was arrested. He was maligned. He was questioned. He still had a lot of learning to do. But because of the strength of the Holy Spirit, he persevered. And we can do that too, knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us. On fire is what we should be for our faith, for our church, for our God. Let us pray, God, I pray that we will be filled with your Holy Spirit, that we will feel your presence with us, God, that we will recharge our spiritual batteries, and that we will go and we will follow you, that your spirit will lead us to where we need to go, that the spirit will put us in places that we need to be. And like Peter, we will share you through our words and through our deeds. Lord, may everything that we do be a reflection of, Of you and the saving grace that we have through your son jesus christ in whose name we pray amen Amen. in our news to share just a reminder for those of you that are on the trustees that you have a piano meeting That means a meeting at the piano after worship today. Um, If you haven't already done so, to um, uh, register your attendance in the the pads, they should have gone down through the uh, pews. Um, And then uh, last, uh, that's all I got. We've got, uh, I had fun. I hope you had fun. I hope you felt the spirit. And Lord, I pray that we could be like that every time that we gather. And maybe it's not through me. Maybe it's in the ways that you share your spirit. You share the Holy Spirit with one another. Let us close our worship by singing, There's a Spirit in the Air, number 192. Please stand in body or spirit. Out of God's great love, God has created you, so let us go out in the world filled with God's love. Jesus Christ, out of his great love, has redeemed you. The Holy Spirit, out of great love, has lifted and inspired you to go in peace and service throughout God's world, proclaiming the good news of peace, love, love. Hope and joy to all. So go in peace. Amen. Amen.